everybody, it's Matt from The Discussion 5. That's right, your favorite host. I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> here to tell you about uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. You want to find the Hockey Podcast Network at The Hockey Podcast Network. That is every team, everywhere. That's right. Hockey Podcast Network is bringing you podcasts from every NHL team and some bonuses. You can find Terry Ryan's podcast, Tales with TR. He is the former Montreal Canadiens first-round draft pick, as well as Ice Analytics podcast, which comes to you every Friday. The Hockey Podcast Network continues to grow. You should grow with it. The Hockey Podcast Network. That's thehockeypodcastnetwork.com, at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. And, of course, every team, everywhere. Two, one. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of the Discussion 5, brought to you by the Brothers of Discussion. We're here to talk to you about the five most pressing matters for your favorite Detroit Red Wings. Coming to you every Monday and Thursday morning, I am Matthew Clink at ClinkBet. You can find my brother on Twitter at Michael underscore Clink and the entire show at B-O-D Hockey, of course, in reference to Brothers of Discussion, which is our wrestling podcast. Woo! That's uh, at B-O-D Podcast on Twitter if you want to follow along with all of our wrestling shenanigans, like uh, my brand new tweet all about AEW wrestling while Chris Jericho's getting cheered at that he sucks ass. And I said, <laughs> that's sucking ass. Get me a straw. Find those stylings at BODpodcast.com, BrothersOfDiscussion.com, Brothers of Discussion on Facebook, the live wrestling discussion group, and Brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. Uh, the uh, intro now features our uh, Hockey Podcast Network uh, uh, promo, so uh, we don't need to go into that uh, as detailed as usual, but uh, we do... Want to make you all aware of the Tankathon and Cool Hockey Contest where you have an opportunity to win a $200 Cool Hockey gift card. That's where you can get some new hockey jerseys, some vintage jerseys. You check out CoolHockey.com. It's a, it's a happening it's a happening joint, Mike. Bunch of cool stuff to make <coughs> from. So how do you win that $200 gift card? That's what card? I'm wondering. Well, you are going to want to reply. Here I go. To at HockeyPodNet with your screenshot of the tankathon.com slash NHL draft lottery simulation. All right. So let's just get your pen and paper ready. You can simulate as many times as you want, but you only have one submission. You submit that when you post it onto Twitter. Now, the person with the closest all 15 team simulation will win that $200 gift card. That's right. Hell yeah. Woo! So, what you want to do is go to tankathon.com slash NHL, sim the lottery, of course, to your liking. So, if you are like me, you're simming that lottery till the Red Wings end up with the fourth pick. Take a screenshot, tweet it, at HockeyPodNut. I'm, I'm doing this slow. I'm doing it in bits and pieces because this is confusing 
It's all hell. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's your posted entry. That's your official entry. Remember, you can do that uh, as many times as you want uh, in regards to getting your simulation, but you can only make one post. And then, of course, like I said, uh, whoever is closest to the 15-team turnout will win a $200 gift card to Cool Hockey. All right, Mike, let's talk some hockey. Oh, yeah! I almost said wrestling. I almost said let's talk some wrestling. Let's just talk wrestling. wrestling on ice. Mike, I, I did everyone a favor, and I decided not to dissect any more Red Wings, at least for this week. <laughs> we appreciate it. I, I, I just... <laughs> We'll have we have plenty to talk about. We have we have one segment that's gone a couple episodes that I've been waiting to ask you this question, and I'm finally gonna ask it. Um, I mean, we have we still have the hardest schedule to go for the rest of the season, and, and we did okay against uh, the Colorado Avalanche, and and they're one of the best teams in the league. Will you know probably be fighting for a Western Conference final spot. Um, so that's you know it's all good. We we just lost two to one instead of you know having. An avalanche of goals take us down. Hey-o. Uh, but, uh, Mike, let's let's talk the fun stuff. Jimmy Howard. Uh, and I, I sent a text message. It was Jimmy Howard that had a baby, right? Uh, I have no problem backtracking right now if it wasn't Jimmy. <laughs> I think it was Jimmy. I'm pretty, he had a... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a baby. <laughs> yeah, it came out of the five hole. hi <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? All right, too soon. Uh, yeah. Well, like, yeah, I just thought like this would be this would be the prime opportunity where uh, I just let's let's avoid at least one one episode of having to whine and complain about how low our expected goals were. Uh, yeah, there we go. Jimmy Howard and Rachel Howard uh, have a new baby son that they named Lewis, or I am going to call him Louie. Um. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're either huge fans of Death Stranding or they, uh, you know, maybe it's Joe Lewis. Probably not though, not at this point. All right, <clears throat> any other year, it probably probably be the case. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Jimmy Howard. Let's let's see how long we can stretch out this segment, um, just because I don't want to talk too much about us losing all right i'm still stretching it all right congrats jimmy um i know how great it feels to uh to have a baby girl um i can't wait to share with her mike i'll tell you this this is how i'm gonna stretch this out i it uh yeah this is perfect now i can't even think about what i want to say um going to the red wings game with with our dad like and i see like little kids uh, little boys and girls with their with their parents, uh, mostly fathers. Uh, you know, just kind of just the, just the facts. Uh, but it it just I can't wait to take uh, to take my baby girl to a Red Wings game. She's probably gonna hate it. Um, but goddamn, <laughs> puts yeah puts the love in my heart just thinking about it. All right, um, Mike, let's let's talk about something else. Let's pivot into. Uh, a baby is born, um, and a year ago today, while we're recording, uh, it was Ted Lindsay who died. Ooh. And um, yeah, what a circle of life, huh? Well, I wanted to bring it up because of like the great thing. Like Jimmy Howard took some time off so that he could have this baby, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I think <laughs> what I want to do is make sure that uh, whoever 
doesn't know or who hasn't taken the time to appreciate it is uh, just take taking uh, his birthday and his the anniversary of uh, his passing. Like, take a moment to think about everything that Ted Lindsay did for for NHL for the NHL and for the players because. It wasn't in stone that the NHL was going to be at the point that it's at now. Granted, you know, fourth, maybe fifth most popular team sport in the United States right now. But still, out of all the hockey leagues, it's number one in the world. Um, But a lot of that has to go to the fact that that Ted Lindsay sacrificed his namesake and his uh, he he did kind of put his career on the line to, to set up a players union. Sending it up in secret, then getting traded because uh, nobody was happy with that with those choices, at least in front offices, especially with the Red Wings. <laughs> really, really puts a black eye. If, if you go back and read about how that was handled and, and the shitty things that they did, like uh, creating a fake contract that looked like he had an inflated salary just so that the media would take the Red Wings side, and then all of the Red Wings players thought they were being bamboozled. So then they took the Red Wings side instead of Ted Lindsay. Really fucked up. And this is the team that we cheer for. Um, <laughs> obviously, nobody a part of that is still with the organization. Ted Lindsay's got his, his jersey retired in the rafters. But, man, really, like, uh, you know, we just watched uh, the Terry Sawchuk film. But the next great Red Wing uh, hockey player movie that should come out uh, and I think would do great right now. I think it would tell a great message uh, for what the world needs to hear. But uh, the Ted Lindsay story and uh, all the sacrifice and for people that he'll never meet. Like, think about he's he's gone now. And uh, a guy like Alexi Lafreniere is probably going to make, you know, he's going to make bank yeah. because of what Ted Lindsay did. Uh, it, it was the uh, the hockey owners that took all the money. And uh, now at least there's there's at least a greater percentage that goes to the hockey players. Obviously, the owners are still uh, <laughs> rolling in dough. Uh, they're Scrooge McDuckin it every day. But um, still, the percentage has, has come at least in a larger way to, to the uh, NHL players. Yeah, those guys who, who had the, the bravery to stand up and, like, you know, get the players together for their own rights, uh, I, I mean – it's it's such a huge effect in throughout every sport um you know look at nfl uh they're about to do another collective bargaining agreement um and you know the owners want to start making these guys play even more games where they could you know get injured just to line the wallets a little bit more um and you know the the players actually have their own um you know association and it's you know something that uh, you know not directly but um you know, you can look at, you know, somebody like Ted Lindsay is kind of a, a, you know, an inspiration, you know, to fight for your own best interests. Um, you know, similarly, uh, you know, uh, uh, basketball's really needed that too. Um, as these contracts, you know, kind of started to get out of control and, you know, needed the players to kind of step up and get their own rights. And same thing with hockey. Um, I mean, you and I complain about, some of these coffin deals these guys put together, but for the NHL player, for the NHL guy who, you know, could have his career end on a dime, um, you know, they do have guaranteed deals. Um, they are able to uh, sign these long-term coffin contracts with, you know, job and financial security, you know, into their, almost some of these guys into their forties. 
Um, and would those things exist without Ted Lindsay? I'm, I'm sure in some way they could have, but it, it became a lot easier because of his efforts. So, you know, it's definitely a reason right. to celebrate the guy. Besides, right. you know, besides these... his accomplishments on the ice, this this was a huge deal too. Oh, absolutely, and and I like I think he would be proud too to say. Like, a guy like me wants to sit there and say his legacy is what he did for the Players Union above, you know, the goals and assists. You know, I, I think uh, I think that's something that he he's, he's really proud of and, and went, uh, you know, passed, passed on to wherever uh, with, with a ton of pride that, that this that would be one of the things that someone like me who is, you know, born in 1988 still knows the story and and honestly it's it's so interesting like i i actively research uh different uh accounts of what was going on you want to see both sides and then uh, of course you can take a guess at which one's more accurate but um it 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 really is fascinating i i i don't i haven't gotten old enough yet mike i maybe i don't have enough kids to where i am doing uh watching like uh documentaries about world war ii but uh, Ted Lindsay's life is, is definitely my World War II documentary. <laughs> like that, that's the thing I, I think uh, on his birthday now and then on his uh, anniversary of his, of his passing, which was, uh, again, as we're recording, uh, so this will be released the next day. But um, I, I just end up going through and looking up old articles and, and reading uh, old accounts and his own quotes about what was going on. And it, it truly is fascinating and and damn does that guy deserve all the recognition uh for what he's done um now mike moving on eiserman uh talking about joe valeno i think uh i think if we're gonna have any conversation about uh, the wing dinghies today that's gonna deal with uh some actual hockey going on i i think these were some fun quotes to eat up so i i thought uh i thought i'd go ahead and read through them and then maybe we can pick them apart and see if there's something to it. Maybe there's something we can read, something between the lines. Uh, I know you can see it too in the notes, so I'll just uh, I'll just read them here for uh, for the brother of discussion faithful. I- I'm really distracted right now because the Dark Order is fighting Colt Cabana and he keeps screwing up. Um, all right, <laughs> Joe, Joe Valeno uh, has had uh, he's had a really good year. Eiserman said. Uh, his numbers aren't great, but he's played in all situations. I think the coaching staff there has done a really good job being patient with him, allowing him to play a significant role. I think he's really thrived. I had a chance to watch him at the World Juniors, and I thought he did really well as a 19-year-old, one of the older guys. He really took charge and asserted himself, not inserted himself, as SpongeBob would have made that mistake. That wasn't Iserman's quote. That's my own uh it's it's been a really challenging year for him but i think he's really embraced it he's developing as a hockey player michael what do you gather from that quote first thought huh i'll give my first well thought. i'll say that it it's uh, uh it sounds like an excuse <laughs> um i think coach chef's really like a channel line and play a significant role i think he's really tired <clears throat> um i mean like when I used to play sports and, you know, mom and dad would say, look at him. He's trying so hard out there. Uh, it didn't mean that you were a good player. <laughs> Just, uh, I don't know. He's played in all situations. The numbers aren't great. It doesn't seem like the most, like the most glowing review of Leno so far, but 
Matt, as we've uh, talked, you know, he's uh, he's a young guy. So, you know, give him some years, you know, like we did Mantha and uh, Matt. I feel like uh, you got some thoughts on this quote. I just thought it was funny that he said, I think the coaching staff uh, has done a really good job being patient with him. Maybe insinuating that uh, he might not have been so patient, or maybe he'd understand if somebody else wasn't patient at all. Uh, it just, like, that's that's the thing that kind of jumped out to me um, of this. Uh, he's not having a real, you know, he's not having a great year. Uh but he, he's thriving when he's getting all of these opportunities. Like, to me, it reads like, man, he is getting every single opportunity. And uh, uh, not not so much to show for it. Um, I guess I guess for me, I, I, I read into these quotes and I'm trying, like, I, I, he also talked about uh, Moritz Sider and it was all glowing. It was just like, oh, man, this guy's ready to go. I thought he was good in Germany, but now he just looks even better. And it's like he wasn't getting any power play in uh, time in Germany, but now we just tried him out, and he's just uh, he's the man. And then it's like Joe Valeno, and it's like, well, I guess it's pretty good for him that he gets all this playing time. <laughs> I and I I don't again. Um, there's nothing for me to hate or like about Joe Valeno. This is just me trying to read into these quotes. Is there is there something in the mysterious, uh, you know, uh, mind of, of Steve Eiserman and his his inability to give us any sort of timetable, which honestly, you know, would be kind of weird if he did tell us, you know, three years, Stanley Cup, I promise. But, you know, the, w- the way that he, he, <laughs> he jumps out of questions and changes the subject um that that just makes me play this game with every quote we get from stevie y so i'm i'm just the there's half of it to me that seems like he was looking for something positive to say and then maybe it just popped in his head and he he's you know then he starts talking about asserting himself and inserting himself and it's been a challenging year for him but he's embraced it and then he you know he caps it off with he's developing as a hockey player which i I mean, I'm I'm developing as a hockey player. The more hockey I watch, so I guess you know that that works. That's a nice, <laughs> cool, even statement to throw out there. But yeah, I you're so here's the truth. You're probably right. He's too young. Uh, I'm looking I'm looking into this way too much. But uh, honestly, I I can't help but try and look for conspiracies and and create my own conspiracies just because. <clears throat> I, I think I've just been hurt and broken too much this year, Mike. So when I when I see something that even ends with a nice little note from Stevie Y, like he's developing as a hockey player, I just read it and I go, "You fucking liar! You piece of shit! <laughs> he's not he's not developing. Anybody's developing. God damn it!" Like you know, but that's just, an overreaction. Yeah, I, this is one of the things that I always like when um, the local sports teams do when you try to like pimp out you know, maybe a prospect who's not quite at that point where you'd like him to be. So you just talk him mm-hmm. up a great deal and talk about all the great things he's doing. But, you know, you and I know, we, we see him. He's not, you know, he's not living up to that. So maybe it's just Stevie trying to, you know, pump up the value on old Joe. And I don't know. I, oof. Um, well, here's <laughs> here's a good transition with this. Because, you know, talking about Joe Valeno, uh, bringing up Moritz Sider, what what's one thing and i'm kind of leading into what i what my one thing is but what's what's one thing you want to see mike we've got 14 games left again uh one of the hardest schedules left of the entire nhl so we're not 
we're not really going into this going man i hope i hope we could can we just end it like with a 500 record that ain't happening so you gotta dig deep what what's one thing mike you you want to see or or you know maybe a few things but what do you want to see before the end of the season i don't i don't know if it's the most creative answer but at this point we're not gonna see any wins uh you know we're not even effort at this point doesn't seem to be enough because it doesn't seem like the top effort of what we have as top players is going to be enough to get us a win. So I guess what we want to see, we want to see, you know, the Griffins basically start playing more of these games, uh, you know, more cider, uh, you know, more of the, you know, the Svechnikovs give, give Leno a game or two, um, at least give them, you know, a taste of what it's like to be, you know, if we're going to play all these really tough games against teams that are battling for playoff position, you know, let them get a taste for what it's like to be, you know, on the ice with somebody, you know, playing for blood. Um, you know, if you came up kind of in the middle of the season, you know, that's that's kind of when you're in the dog days and, you know, maybe you're not giving a thousand percent effort every night, but now it's the end. Uh, you know, you're in the you're in that last eighth of the season here. You really need to get as many points as you can to, you know, climb up and, you know, get a, as much home ice as you can. So for Cider to maybe have a game or two or three or four or five or six, you know, to kind of get a feel right. for it. Uh, I don't think any of us be complaining. So hope, hopefully we get to see that. I know they're worried about player development and my God, I don't even know who you would pair them with. Uh, but it would be encouraging it. In addition to, uh, um, giving him exposure selfishly it would make me want to watch an entire you know two and a half hour production of a red wings hockey game on fox sports net i agree i i think that's that's it right there is like if if you are someone that that is still juiced up every red wings game and is so ready to go i god bless you i i it is tough it is tough to do anything that has to deal with the red wings and and these these last 14 games will you know be just as hard as the last 13 um (laughs) but i i think that's that's what we need that's what we want we want something that gets us excited again uh to watch these games so uh, i mean we're we're counting down you know if we're if we're saying 14 it means we've got uh you know depending depending on the schedule uh that eiserman might might create for this team you know maybe we're five games or uh six games away from from seeing more cider on the nhl um and i i think uh, ultimately for me that that's my number one answer but i'd also love to see cider on this team and i'd love to see zadina Ooh, uh, yeah. actually play yeah to, I, like if we could get a week's worth of practice and to see the first line possibly be larkin and i'm i'm just kind of like we're, we're taking some liberties here just so i can make this work but i want to see larkin mantha zadina and cider and i don't care i guess maybe heronic um i i just want to see that line and i want to see what it looks like and i want to be able to measure the expected goals for that line i just to just to get me a little excited and i'll and i'll say too if if we go into next season who who's i'm i'm kind of hoping we're gonna see like a de kaiser and a cider and then uh heronic can maybe find an 
another line mate uh just so that we don't have two young guys playing together next year but that you know that that that's going to be the real pairing i want to see next year but at least uh at least give the guy who's you know eaten up 20 25 sometimes 28 minutes in a game heronic let let him play with cider get some size uh and uh nice speed nice shot from heronic he he was uh i actually saw him in the last uh the last red wings game talking about um what a what a great shot he has and him and Zadina were talking about who had a better shot and they actually both Heronic agreed they both agreed that Heronic had the better shot and I was just like wow <laughs> all right so either they're fucking around with us <laughs> or Zadina just has some some confidence issues but anyway uh all that wrapped together that's that's what I want to see in these last 14 games and it, it's it's been it's it's actually tough to answer I mean, that question but uh, I wanted to throw in one more caveat too, because not only would yeah. it be you know more exciting for these young guys' development, not only would it be more exciting for me, selfishly you know to you know change a channel to the Red Wing game. Additionally, I feel like it would it. I feel like you would add a little more juice to the off season too, like potentially if you kind of get you know lightning in a bottle with some of these guys, and you're like, whoa, he actually looks kind of competitive against you know some of the upper echelon in the NHL. Maybe you can kind of pivot, you know, your entire off-season strategy if you start to be like, oh, you know, maybe we do have something here. Maybe we're, you know, we're just a couple players away, and you know, we can have these guys actually contribute next season. Whereas, you know, if you just keep them in the minors, you're still, you know, being res- being on. responsible and you know, doing a, a slower-paced rebuild. But you know, maybe it could adjust who you even target in the off-season. How about trying to get a better idea of where you want Mantha's contract to be too? Because uh, that's that's still an element we got to figure out. Um, I there's there's a lot of things that could go into just a couple weeks of some stability. Uh, Would have loved to see DeKaiser this year, but um, you know maybe that just helped us with uh, with with getting that first pick. Uh, Mike, you ready to play? This is a fast episode. I can't believe we're already. Hell yeah, it is. Part of the show. We're doing it. So, Matt, every episode here at the Discussion Five, I cherry pick a quote, usually from head coach uh, Jeff Blaschel. And in this hellhole of a season, Matt, somehow he finds a way to be positive and keep that ball rolling. It's going uphill, but he's still pushing it. And Matt has to guess who this quote is about. Matt. We have a very special guest for this one, uh, not Jeff Blaschel. We actually turn to maybe the captain next season, Mr. Dylan Larkin himself. Matt, very exciting news. Uh, he had something positive to say. Are you buckled in and ready to guess who he was talking about? I am ready to go. Well, as always on the show, this is when Paul Wood steps in. Uh, guest commentator here, and he uh, really loves a discussion by friend of the show. And I'm going to read it for Mr. Dylan Larkin. <laughs> here we go. This is Who's at Pokemon? Here we go. He's our most dangerous player. He has that long, long stick. And when he's moving his feet, he's even more dangerous. Larkin added with a purr. Okay. So here's the thing. Damn it. My headset dropped out halfway through. Yeah! Like, out of my ears. But <clears throat> I'm going to give it a shot. All right. Yes. All right. got to think of the player on the Red Wings with the longest stick, and he's really good with his feet. 
Oh. Um. Well, longest stick, I'd go with Danny DeKaiser, but we just talked about why that's not an issue. Um, Anthony Mantha, Mike. Anthony Effin, freaking goddamn mother. Anthony Anthony Mantha's my guess. Matt, I'm sorry to say, your ego just got a boost because you are correct on this week. Well, this episode of Who's It Pokemon. All right, best best way to celebrate for Red Wings fans. <laughs> yeah, a little Ric Flair. We know they love Ric Flair at uh, Little Caesars Arena. Oh, yeah. And I uh, just <laughs> want to thank uh, special guest Paul Woods for coming in and reading and uh, for throwing in a little purr at the end because uh, that was improvised. That wasn't even on the script. So good for Paul. Thank you, Paul. Oh, very nice. Thanks. Well, uh, big announcement, Mike. I'm going to be recording our next episode from sunny Florida. Woo! Um. I, you know, I'm kind of excited because uh, I, for some reason, buy NHL TV every year. You do? And I never get to use it. Oh, my God. That's a so, lot of <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a big waste. Um, I get to watch the Red Wings-Blackhawks game on my NHL oh, TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're going to be there um, for every Red Wing power play. Woohoo! Uh, but, yeah, uh, I guess... So that's news. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Uh, we've got Black Hawks yeah, maybe, and Lightning uh, maybe coming up. Dimitro Timoshov, fresh off of his two days of practice with the Red Wings. Maybe he'll come in. He'll come in hot with a couple of quick first period goals. Was there anything more pathetic than the uh, Free Press article that said, "I'm not excited to play. I'm just excited to practice." When they're talking I'm about really tired of being humiliated on TV. Can we just play in practice? I can't make it on which team? Um, <laughs> Alright, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We are wrapping up on time today. Yeah! Uh, gotta check out Cody Rhodes and his... Mike, he, he's wearing a button-up shirt to hide that silly tattoo. Gotta check out the rest of that AEW episode. Alright, everybody. You have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Check out at POD Hockey and go to the Hockey Podcast Network. And, of course, uh, sign up for the uh, the Tankathon and Cool Hockey um, promotion. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody hey everybody matt from the discussion five and the brothers of discussion here to tell you about uh sweet new contest uh who doesn't like free stuff 
Yeah, come on. We got a $200 cool hockey gift card ready to go just for you. Let me tell you how. We're working with Tankathon and Cool Hockey, and here's how it works. You're going to visit tankathon.com slash NHL and click Sim Lottery. You're going to create a 15-team sim for the NHL Draft Lottery. What I want you to do is go ahead and keep clicking Sim Lottery until you get something that you think will be the most accurate to that lottery draft day. That's right. You can pick your favorites. You can pick the one that you think is most likely to happen. And if you're like me, as a Detroit Red Wings fan, you're probably just going to keep hitting Sim Lottery until it says Red Wings have the fourth pick. So with that being said, take a screenshot of that 15-team outcome. That's the one you are going to be submitting. Post your entry and tag a friend and retweet on the post from either at HockeyPodNet or you can go ahead and post it when the brothers a discussion and the Discussion 5 post it at BOD Hockey. So you'll see a poster explaining all this on our Twitter and at HockeyPodNet. But most important part here for you to qualify, you must be following at HockeyPodNet, at Tankathon, and at Cool Hockey. All entries must be submitted by April 4th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. So remember, folks, if you want that $200 cool hockey gift card, visit Tankathon, screenshot your 15-team outcome, and then post your official submission with the corresponding Twitter post on BOD Hockey and at HockeyPodNet. Good luck, everybody.